Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for listening to True Time. Today's case, we are bringing you over to Germany with us. These are the Hinterkaifeck murders. Hi, everyone, and happy Monday. Happy Monday, everyone. We are kicking off another great week with True Time. Yes, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has been going really well, though. Yeah, I know. This fact that we are on our seventh episode now. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yep. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like the time has gone by really, really fast. It has. I thought. I thought this was the sixth. No, last week's was the sixth. Oh, that is true. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now you're making me <laughs> doubt myself. No, I, I'm pretty confident that this is the seventh one. Yeah, that's awesome. But Very it has exciting. been super exciting. Some fun announcements, I guess, for this past week. Uh, I finally started posting on my own personal TikTok. Yeah, got our first TikTok up. Yeah, and it's so hilarious if you want to go watch (laughs) my tiktok is avery e hamill so you can go watch dylan whip my butt in that cup throwing challenge on tiktok right now yeah that little trendy thing going on yeah i have to buy him fancy shoes and take him on a fancy date but we went on a date yesterday that is true, I actually. I just didn't buy you fancy shoes. What uh, What was the other one? Oh, you had to do my homework for me. Yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I was already doing it today, so <laughs> <that's okay. laughs> His realm of homework is way out of my area of expertise. <laughs> <laughs> He's just quiet. Thanks. Okay, cool. <laughs> like, no, no, you're smart. He well, just sits there uh, and stares <laughs> at me blankly. Cool. That's not what I'm trying to say. You just have never, ever touched any of that stuff before. Like, yeah, because in he's into and tech. I would, and I wouldn't know anything from your stuff. I can barely even figure out how to download a file onto my laptop. So I guess this was a happy marriage. You have done it, though. Yeah, we're getting better. Downloading from a WAV to an MP3 now. Look at you go. Yeah, me editing on GarageBand. So, woo. <laughs> <laughs> <But Yeah. laughs> And also something that absolutely made my week was I got a DM from such a lovely lady yeah, who lives it was in Georgia. So unexpected. It made me so happy. I think I like danced around the room. She said such kind things and um, she said our intros make her laugh. So hopefully this one has made you laugh yeah. so far. <laughs> but um, she also gave me a really cool story to look into yeah, for really interesting. a future case, a future episode. So I really, really appreciated that. And I just kind of wanted to extend it out. If any of you listening have any recommendations or ideas for future episodes, I would love it because sometimes I'll take two or three days making random Google searches trying to find something I think everyone will find interesting. But then I can kind of run into a wall. So I would love to do what you guys want to hear. So please send me your ideas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it was a really good idea, and you're planning on doing it, right? Yeah, I definitely am. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. It's very interesting. Yeah, so that is really cool. She had a lot of nice things to say. Yeah, it really 
made like a really nice person yeah it kind of just reminded me like oh my gosh like this is what i was so excited for (laughs) it makes you realize that's real people listening yeah (laughs) it's It's like not just our parents so (laughs) we we always just say like see the numbers on like the podcast site of how many downloads and everything but you never realize like it's actually people listening to it it's really cool so thank you guys so much yes thank you very much yeah so with that i know we kind of introduced with the fact that today's case is in germany yes and i when i found this case i had no idea it was in germany i just read about it thought it was pretty creepy started pulling up my um case sources and found out it was in germany so i was like oh well i guess it's time to kind of bring it over here and get a little personal ties see some german true crime yeah and this case, I am going to kind of give a warning. It's pretty scary. It's pretty dark. This was probably the scariest one, in my opinion, that um, uh, we've done so far. That so, must mean it's pretty scary because we, we've done some creepy ones. Yeah, this one's pretty creepy. Like the real-life scream one's pretty creepy. Yeah, that one was scary. And this one is just, like, even worse. I think because it's older happened over almost 100 years ago so oh okay yeah i don't know if that kind of adds to it but to me it did okay but yeah so these are the hinterkaifeck murders so there's gonna be some german words and some german names and i'm gonna do my best (laughs) (laughs) so we have a slight advantage because we say german things but we still do not have german pronunciation yeah i was gonna say i still sound like an american saying a german thing but yeah so let's do this let's get in all right, so our case begins in the early spring of 1922 at the Hinterkaifeck Farm, a small Bavarian homestead located in Germany, about 43 miles north of Munich. Okay. So, maybe like three hours from where we live? Yeah. I haven't been to that area, but I know you have. Yes, I do love Bavaria, but I didn't know this happened it's beautiful, there. the best yeah, part of Germany. It is beautiful, the Alps... And everything are just stunning. Yeah, I'd love to go there. Yeah, we definitely will. And maybe we'll go see this place. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so the Hinterkaifeck farm was isolated near the woods right outside of the Bavarian town Groburn and about a half mile behind Kaifeck. Hinter means behind in German. So that's why the farmstead earned the name Hinterkaifeck. Cool. The farm belonged to Victoria Gabriel. Um, She was a widow at age 35, and there she lived with her parents, Andreas Gruber, age 64, his wife, Cecilia Gruber, who was 72, and her two children, so Victoria's children, Cecilia, named after her grandmother, Mm -hmm. was seven. And I believe the German pronunciation of this is Josef. Because it's spelled like that sounds correct. Joseph, yeah. I think yeah. it's going to be Yosef, who was two years old. Okay. The family maid was named Maria Baumgartner, who was 44 and also lived with the family at the farm. It was around mid-March, and in Germany, that means it is still very likely for it to be snowing. Very likely. Yes, it's freezing here all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Yeah. Andreas Gruber had begun to notice some strange happenings and occurrences around his home. 
With a fresh snowfall, Gruber noticed a long trail of footprints leading from the forest to his home. However, there was no set of footprints that led back away from the home. While this was extremely strange, he carried on and didn't feel it was necessary to involve the police in. On Friday, March 31st, Maria Baumgartner began her first day of work at the family farm. According to historicmysteries.com, Maria's sister had visited the farm that afternoon, most likely to help move Maria in and wish her well in her new endeavor. According to mentalfloss.com, the family was quiet and kept to themselves. However, their neighbors and community began to notice their absence over the course of the next few days. Cecilia, the granddaughter slash daughter, missed school on April 1st. Then on April 2nd, the entire family didn't show up to church where Victoria sang in the choir, according to mentalfloss.com. On April 3rd, Cecilia missed school again, and by this point, the family's mail had piled up at the post office, which was also alarming to the small town. By April 4th, a neighbor named <laughs> so Lorenz Schlittenbauer heard about the strange absence of the family, and he asked two other neighbors named Jacob Sigel and Michael Pohl to go check on the family and investigate the farm. It's crazy how they have this much much information, though, from this long ago. I know. I don't know. Like, knowing all the names of all the neighbors and, yeah, that's... Yeah. I, w- I didn't ex- expect that much information from this case being so long ago. I know. It's very interesting. I mean, that obviously comes from this whole police report, and the details in it are, yeah, like you said, way more than I ever expected to I would find. say Germans are very thorough, though. Oh, like, for sure. Everything they do, you see them, like scraping their bricks outside their house like they're very thorough yeah. with everything they do mm-hmm. that's very overgeneralized statement like a blanket statement but at least in our neighborhood and people i've seen i agree <laughs> but um yeah i definitely all the info i was able to find i was very surprised by yeah that's cool though it is interesting so it did take a few days for the neighbors to kind of notice the disappearances, the kind of weird happenings, mm-hmm. um, because there was still like smoke rising from the chimney at the farm, according to medium.com, meaning the like fam- from their chimney. Yeah. Okay. So while they were absent, they still saw, you know, the home was like someone was living there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when they arrived at the farm, they went up to the home first, but there was no answer and the doors were locked. They then walked over towards the barn and saw the machinery doors were open, so they entered. What they would find was absolutely horrific. So, kind of a content warning if you don't like graphic descriptions. This gets really, really graphic. So, I would jump a little bit ahead. Andreas, Cecilia, Victoria, and the younger Cecilia... Their bodies were found piled on top of each other, covered in hay. Their heads all beaten and bloody. Oh, my. Yeah, it's about to get really bad. Like with a blunt object? like Some with blunt, some with sharp. Oh, I'll okay. explain everything now. Okay, yeah. So according to the autopsy reports from hinterkaifeck.net, Andreas Gruber's face was, quote, caked with blood, end quote. The skin on his face was so badly bruised and torn apart that his cheekbones were visible. Oh, my. Yeah. 
Cecilia Gruber, uh, the wife, grandmother, mm -hmm. had around, quote, seven blows to the head, end quote. And she also had signs of strangulation. Victoria Gabriel had, quote, nine star-shaped wounds on her head, end quote. Star-shaped? Mm-hmm. Like sharp force, I think. Hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. But she also showed signs of strangulation around her neck and, quote, the right half of her face was smashed with a blunt object, end quote. This is so brutal. Yeah, very. Cecilia Gabriel, the granddaughter slash daughter, mm -hmm. had a shattered jaw, several blows to her head, and had a, quote, wide, gaping, transverse wound on the neck, end quote. She was only like two years old. She was, let me double check. I want to say, it says she was seven. Oh, I thought the boy was seven. Uh, the boy was two, I okay, believe. Okay, sorry, I swapped him. Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, you're good. Okay. Yeah, I believe seven is what I have. So, um, and also, sadly, it was believed that young Cecilia didn't die right away from her injuries oh. and was most likely still alive for a few hours after. The autopsy report noted that there were bloody fingerprints surrounding her neck, meaning the way she may have been touching the injury and moving afterwards. Oh. They also found her holding clumps of her hair, meaning the shock and pain of what had just happened to her. She pulled it out. <sighs> yeah. I like, I know it's necessary for like the autopsy reports, but I hate hearing things like that. Like it's sick. It's a child. <sighs> yeah. That's so that's so terrible. Yeah, it make, it made me feel not feel good at all reading yeah. that. So, according to historicmysteries.com, there was a hallway that connected the barn to the home. So, Lorenz entered in through the home and unlocked the door so the other two men could come in with him to continue investigating. Inside the home, the bodies of Yosef and Maria were also found. Yosef, who was two... Mm -hmm was killed by a blow to the head where he lay in his bassinet in his mother's room. The killer covered him up in one of her dresses. Maria was found in her room, quote, killed by lashes to her head, end quote, according to the autopsy report on hinterkaifeck.net. Her body was also found covered up by her sheets. Ultimately, due to the similarities and types of injuries the family had, it was concluded in the autopsy report that the murder weapon was most likely a pickaxe or a mattock. The farm animals and the family dog were unharmed. <laughs> yeah. After the discovery, the police in Munich were informed of the murders and the crime scene, and they began to investigate. What they would learn and uncover would only lead them to more questions than answers. According to mentalfloss.com, the police initially believed the murderer or murderers could have been traveling criminals or something of that sort and that this may have been the result of a robbery. But upon investigating the crime scene, they found that none of the family money or any valuable items had been taken. That's what I was going to say. It sounded like so brutal and disgusting that like, they weren't doing it to rob. It sounded like they were doing it to murder. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, obviously, if it's multiple people or one, but, I mean, it sounds like they all have similar deaths, so I would assume mm -hmm. it's one who was just, like, and it sounded so vengeful, like, he may have known him. Yeah. That's pretty much, I think, what 
we're going to discover in this. Okay. So, with deeper investigation, they discovered something even more sick, though. The killer had actually lived in the home for a few days after the murder. Oh, my. So, yeah. that's why they saw the chimney, like, going. Mm-hmm. Police found that food had been prepared and eaten in the home and that the farm animals were fed and tended to. Even the cows had been milked, according to medium.com. <laughs> yes. He just I'm not kept, laughing because it's funny. That's just like disturbing. Yeah, he just kept the farm running. <sighs> and like you mentioned, this was why the neighbors had recalled seeing smoke coming out of the chimney because the murderer had lit the fire. So, But it doesn't no. stop there. Of course not. Because while it's bad and sick enough that the killer lived at the farm following the murders, the police's investigation led them to discover that it is very likely that the murderer lived in the home for at least six months prior to the murders. Wait. Yeah. What do you What do you mean? Like he was just, they didn't know about him and he's living there? Yeah. How? Like how? What did they, so where? The Gruber slash Gabriel family had another maid who had quit about six months before the murders and when the police questioned her why she decided to leave, she said that she felt the farm was haunted. Oh. She said that she could always hear noises and a voice coming from the attic, and she always had this uncomfortable feeling that she was always being watched. Yeah, that's creepy. Mm-hmm. And On- so that means it was the real, a real dude just living in their attic. Yeah, that's kind of what they were concluding at this point. And she was just too scared to go up there? I mean, I would have been. Yeah. But Andreas never believed that the home was haunted, but he too had told his friends about some strange happenings that occurred around the time and around the home leading up to the murders. Along with the strange footsteps in the snow leading up to the home but not away, he had found a strange newspaper in the house that he had not purchased. And I feel like in the early 1920s, like you just don't have random newspapers piling up on your front door. So yeah, probably not. He also said that one of the two house keys had gone missing and that the lock on the tool shed had scratches on it, according to medium.com. And just did nothing about it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would be so freaked out if I was, like, discovering those things. Yeah, I'd be so freaked out that I would look around, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, obvious, I obviously can't say because I wasn't there. But yeah, it was we a different that, time. We were in, like, a haunted house in Germany yeah. during my birthday. And oh the first thing I did, I would check the attic. Yeah, I was like, do not. I don't <laughs> want to know. <laughs> no, I wanted Because I'd rather not be surprised. Yeah, I guess. It's like, I don't want to know, but I guess. When, you, when I went to the creepy place, I'm like, Mm-mm. I'm going to check everywhere so we don't get murdered yeah because that was when we first started the podcast yeah i was like way more paranoid yeah i was a little paranoid so i I literally checked every inch of that place Mm -hmm. yeah it was the most unsettling feeling i've ever had in a place before my whole life yeah but nothing i never saw anything Mm -mm. never really discovered anything but did not like it (laughs) Uh uh-uh but 
So as the police began interviewing suspects, they talked to various traveling salesmen who were in the area at the time, according to historicmysteries.com, but they had no leads. Due to the details of the crime, police began to conclude that whoever had committed the murders must have been close to the Gruber slash Gabriel family. For starters, the killer had to know the layout of the farm well. The investigators discovered that the killer must have lured each family member out one by one to be able to kill them. They also had to be familiar with farming due to the fact that they were able to tend to the animals and perform other tasks around the farm for a few days before the bodies were discovered. And since the pickaxe or mattock was a farming tool, they must have had some type of knowledge on how to use it. According to mentalfloss.com, it was also concluded that the severity and the brutality of the injuries most likely meant the murderer had a vendetta with the family or was in a rage. These uh, cops seem very rational and smart. From some of the stories we've had before, I don't know, it seems like they miss key points somehow. Yeah. But they seem to get the point pretty quickly. Yeah. I just feel... How interesting it would be if this would have occurred in this day and age with mm-hmm. all the modern like forensic technology we have now versus the non-existence of it then. Like, Yeah, I mean, they could have tested things yeah. within the attic to find out straight up whose DNA it was. Yeah, but that just didn't exist in this time. So yeah. it's, it's crazy. But, you know, as this investigation continued, one of the biggest suspects was actually Lorenz Schlittenbauer, the man who had initially led the search of the farm. What the? So, as I mentioned, Victoria was a widow. Her second child, Yosef, was supposedly Lorenz's. Oh. A few years after her husband's death, Victoria and Lorenz had a relationship with each other, and shortly after she became pregnant, however, he refused to accept that and did not want to marry her because, according to Medium.com, he believed the child could have been Andreas's, her father's. What in the... Apparently, in around 1915, Victoria and Andreas were convicted of incest. Victoria served a month, and Andreas served a year. What? Yeah. Like, it was proven? Yeah, I mean, they were convicted of it. no. Yeah. Didn't like that detail. (sighs) And back then, you couldn't test to see who it was. No. So, Uh. with all that, Lorenz didn't want to pay child support, and the relationship ended. However, they both referred to Yosef as their child, and in his interview with the police, he did refer to Yosef as my boy, according to historicmysteries.com. So, it was most likely believed that Yosef was his son, but there's that whole incest thing on the side. That's just a real big bomb when I was reading. I was like, whoa. Lorenz ended up marrying another woman, and they had a child who passed away a few weeks before the murders. 
Lorenz was a prime suspect because, according to mentalfloss.com, the other men who went with him to investigate the farm stated, quote, he acted nonchalant, viewing and handling the bodies without signs of repulsion, end quote. The theory was that with the recent loss of his child and the struggling of acceptance of Yosef, he murdered the family since he knew the farm extremely well. However, the police were never able to prove this and claimed that his behavior could have had to do with shock and his knowledge of the farm was associated during his time with Victoria. The next suspect the police focused in was Carl Gabriel, Victoria's supposedly dead husband who died in World War I. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. He's not dead? So the theory was that he took another soldier's identity and returned home to seek revenge on the family, according to medium.com. The revenge would have been due to Victoria and Andreas committing incest one year after he would have died, and then a few years later when she had another son with another man. So while there was no evidence of his body since he died in a bombing in France, multiple soldiers stated that they were witness to seeing him dead. So this theory was extremely outlandish and didn't last long. Yeah, I was going to say that they had, seems like they jumped a couple steps to just. Yeah, that one was out there. Not impossible because, you know, that time people just were not accounted for the same, but pretty crazy. Yeah. So a final theory was that Andreas, who was known to be abusive along with the incest and rumors of Yosef, he may have been the one to commit the murders before eventually killing himself or that it may have been Victoria to do this. However, due to the infliction of the injuries, the autopsy results concluded that this would not have been possible. Yeah, okay. So... Nearing the end of the investigation, the police had interviewed over 100 people. Damn. Just a lot for that time, I think. That's what I was going to say. That's like the whole town. Yeah. In 1923, the farm was set to be knocked down, and during this, the police actually found the murder weapon in the attic, along with food scraps as well. Hmm. So just kind of further proving that someone was up there living, and that's terrifying. Yeah, seriously. I'm glad we don't have an attic. Yeah, no thanks. Another really grim detail about this case was that shortly after the autopsies were completed, each of the family members and the maid were beheaded and their skulls were sent to Munich where they, quote, were examined for metaphysical clues, end quote, by clairvoyance. But nothing came out of it. They chopped off their heads and sent it to be, like, looked at? Okay. Do you know what metaphysical or clairvoyance are? No, that was my next question. Okay. I didn't know if you were going to ask. You seemed like you were done. No, yeah. I was just Sorry. To- <laughs> um, so, because I had an idea, but I didn't know what metaphysical was. And um, so, kind of a definition I found was that it was the part of philosophy that is concerned with the basic causes of nature and things from Merriam-Webster. It's kind of like the conscious study of consciousness and connection. And that makes sense because a clairvoyant is like a psychic, like someone who can see the past, the future readings. So wait, why were they looking for supernatural? (sighs) They were looking for answers. I mean, it's the 19, 
mid 1900s now and yeah but there's literally evidence that someone was <laughs> living in the no they did it to see if they could figure out if like the psychic the clairvoyant could see oh, who did it okay i thought you were saying something supernatural did it yes. oh, no, okay. no 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 they nope. sent their heads because that's where all the injuries were to see if like a, a clairvoyant a, okay. could touch it feel it that makes and more sense for the time i thought you were saying they sent it to see if there's metaphysical clairvoyance evidence oh like it wasn't murdering yeah. them no 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 okay they nope. were trying to f use that to find who the murderer was makes sense yeah it makes yeah. more sense so however their heads were lost due to the beginning of the outbreak <laughs> of world war ii and they were never found again oh no so by 1923 still the families were buried without their heads in a cemetery oh. near the home yeah it's really sad that is damn that's oh yeah how do you lose a head beginning of world war ii i mean yeah then uh, yeah. that's a good <laughs> excuse so yeah once they were buried the farm was demolished and a memorial was put up to remember the family that still stands today oh that's cool mm -hmm. that'd be interesting to see yep and it uh, the town is now called Wade Hofen. Hmm. So you could go see it today. Nice. The case went cold until around 2007. The Furstenfeld Brook Police Academy reopened the cold case. And the students there attempted to use more updated forensic technology on the old evidence to attempt to narrow down to a suspect. But with the deteriorating evidence and the fact that any of the suspects had since passed away, they were not able to determine the killer. But according to mentalfloss.com, they did narrow it down to one suspect. Oh. So the theory, the idea of who did it does exist. However, this theory remains undisclosed due to the respect for all the families associated Wait, with this case. This is unsolved one? Yes. No, you know I hate unsolved mysteries. I know, mysteries. I'm sorry. No. So almost exactly 100 years later, this case remains officially unsolved, and it will most likely always stay that way. Avery, how dare you? I'm sorry. You know how I feel about unsolved <laughs> mysteries. It had to happen, Dylan. This is so rude. I'm sorry. I was like, the cops are doing so well. They're grabbing all this evidence. I was so excited because I was like, oh, it was way back then. They're probably like, how hard would it be to solve this case? Like, they Very. Yes. I guess impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's so rude. <laughs> hey, I felt the same way. I really wanted to know. Who do you think did it? I feel like it's a good chance that it was the... Yosef, the dad? Andreas oh, on was the dad, but it wasn't. Yeah, it yeah, was okay. impossible. Are you, are you thinking of Lorenz, the dad of Yosef? Yes, that's what. Okay. okay. The one, Andreas was the brother who had. Andreas was the father slash grandfather. Oh, my God. Okay. Sorry. I'm so bad with names. It's okay. So who was the one that she, like the incest was with? Andreas, her father. Oh, it was her father that she had incest. Mm -hmm. God. So Victoria was like 35 years old, had two children. Mm -hmm. Andreas. One with, one with her dead husband, the yeah, daughter. Yeah. But I'm saying the other one. And then the young son, Yosef. Yosef was the son. We don't know who actually yeah, who is the father. Yeah, who was the one that like, called him Lorenz. Lorenz. Is okay. most likely the father. Okay, cool. 
I think it was Lorenz. I did also read that there was another piece of evidence that um, there was supposedly another man kind of seen hanging around the farm, and he was walking late one night with like a lantern, but nobody saw his face. Yeah, I mean, there could just be some random psychopath who passed through the town. Yeah. That's very possible. So I, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean... But something tells me... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. You're good. Something tells me if they say they were able to narrow it down to one suspect, it has to be one of the 100 people they interviewed then because you wouldn't just come up with a brand new suspect, right? Yeah, no. I don't know. Maybe they didn't want to say two because it... They didn't want to like make that family sound bad. If That's why they didn't announce it. It's out of respect for that family. Yeah. Well, yeah, I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because, I mean, times have gone and passed. There's nothing you can do now. Yeah. But, yeah, unsolved. I'm so sad. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I had so much hope for this case. There was, like, so much good evidence, or maybe not factual evidence, but there was a lot of, I don't know, the cops seemed like they were doing really well until they lost the heads, and then. Yeah. I do feel bad about that. That's sad. It is really sad and very brutal. Especially for the children. Yeah. It was really heartbreaking, but didn't happen too far from here. So it was very interesting to kind of read about how this can happen anywhere. Yeah. People always just think the States has all the problems. I know. You think about like, I've heard a lot of people say and like over here, it's a lot safer, like children have mm-hmm. a lot more freedom versus in the states but crazy stuff can happen anywhere yeah yeah but well. yeah so those are the hinter kaifek murders it was gruesome interesting mm-hmm. kind sadly of unsolved yeah i d- and it was an interesting take since it's about almost exactly 100 years ago yeah that it was really cool there's a lot of information mm-hmm. and with how long ago it was. Yeah. Very historic. Kind of interesting. Weird how the dude didn't, or like took care of the animals. Yeah. <laughs> just was, strange. How he just acted like normal life was going on after that. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. But maybe we'll just have to go take a visit. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a Patreon by then and then oh. our patrons can get a sneak peek into the town. Could be interesting. That's kind of a drop. I don't think anybody knows about that coming. What? Patreon. Oh, I'm not sure how soon we're going to do that. Yeah. It's just, you know, obviously with the growing podcasts, we're trying to come up with ways and ideas we can be more interactive and Mm -hmm. have some fun bonus content for anybody interested. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. But yeah. So that's just one of our future ideas we've been thinking about, talking about. So yeah, keep on the lookout for that fun stuff. But yeah. Do we have a question for today? Uh, yeah, you have it. Do I? (laughs) You do. (laughs) We decided to do this like question of the day segment and then neither of us ever prepare a question. Yeah, because I don't remember it or don't ever think about it. I didn't come up with one. (laughs) Uh, so what is your favorite Christmas movie? Because the holidays are coming up. We did just decorate. Yes, we decorated our house for Christmas. Dylan surprised me with a beautiful Christmas tree. So that was fun. Yes. <laughs> um, hmm. I 
I would have to say my favorite, it's probably very basic, but Elf is just, can't kick it off without it. Yeah, it it really is a classic. It's hilarious. So funny. It's cute. It's family friendly. Yeah, I can watch it with any age. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I mean, Elf, of course, but I'd also grew up watching like those Santa Claus movies. Mm, yeah. Those like take me back in time. Those are really cute. Very nostalgic. Very, <laughs> very fun. Also family friendly. Yes. Yeah. So they were a good time. Those were a good time. <laughs> oh, also the Grinch, the original or the person Grinch. Yes. The real actors. Yes. That's the my real sister's actors. favorite movie. So uh, it's really, really good too. <laughs> 10 out of 10 on our movie reviews. <laughs> but yeah, so. Hope you're all enjoying the holiday season as it's starting to pick up even more. Mm -hmm. Take time to relax. Spend time with your family because that's what matters. Drink some hot chocolate. Yes, absolutely. Eat all the candy canes. Those are my favorite candy of (laughs) all time. Yeah, you're weird like that. (laughs) Not that good. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, Go check out our uh, social media. Yep. TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. True Time Podcast. True Time Podcast. We drop photos from the episode so that you can see photos from the cases. Uh, if you want to DM us on any of those platforms, go for it. We check them all the time. Yep, I'll respond. Yep. Um, and if you want to follow Avery's personal life, our personal life, we have the uh, TikTok up like we were talking about. Instagram, going to try to post more on that personal stuff. Yep. And that's Avery E. Hamill. Yep. All of our handles are also located in the description box so everything is always there and you have access to it so please interact with us talk to us and yeah so we hope you enjoyed this episode i'm not sure if enjoyed is the best word but you know kind of learned some history and your interest yeah but thank you all so much and we'll talk to you again really soon yes have a great week bye goodbye everyone